welcome back. This is Speedworthy, uh, episode number two. We made it. Yeah, All baby. Right. Congratulations. I'm joined once again by Steve St. Germain. Hey, what's up, everyone? And Eric Bowe. How you doing? And uh, just remember, this is a podcast brought to you by Rebo Group, a creative marketing agency based out of New Center, Detroit. And we are here to talk about the hot topics and happenings of marketing conversation in the last month or so and what's coming up. So today we've got a few topics. Back to school. Oof. Just gives me the chills it's thinking about it. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. Seasonal foods, because there's a lot of people are looking forward to in the next coming weeks. Uh, KFC and the Harland naming promotion. And then finally, Kaepernick and Nike. Everyone's oh the much anticipated topic. The, the uh, <laughs> tweet storm, the, the hurricane of, of marketing we've seen in the last few weeks. Oh, it was, it was social explosion. So let's, let's dive right in. Discovery, go at throttle Back to school is the first topic. Eric, you want to uh, well, kick let, us off? Yeah, back to school. So, but you know, back to school is really interesting because it's one of the top um, shopping times of the year. Um, they project in 2018 roughly about 83 billion will be spent, and that's that's just a number. I mean, really, what we're going to talk about more is about the conversation. I'm happy I contributed to that. Well, my wife did billion. too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we'll talk about that a little bit because it's like it's really interesting, given. Um, how back to school is relative to other shopping you do because you only do it once a year. So when we looked at it, you know, different themes um, emerged. One thing we're really not going to get into is tax-free weekend. There's there's a list of states, roughly about 15 to 20, that actually offer tax-free weekend. And during that weekend, um, any school supplies like backpacks, pens, crayons, and stuff like that are all tax-free. Did we, we didn't have that here. No, they don't have that in Michigan. Yeah, okay. I've never heard of that. Sometimes missed yeah. that. And so it was really interesting because since we don't have it here, it, it, it generated a lot of chatter, specifically in those states, obviously, that had it. And normally, they're staggered weekends, too. Like Texas mm. will have it one week, and Ohio, I think, had it the first weekend of August. Yep. We're not really going to get into that because it made sense. It's tax-free weekend. A lot of people are saying take advantage of it. But there are three themes that we do want to talk about. One is called Love and Hate, which is really more student-based. The next one, um, second theme, is Stress, Chaos, and Black Friday. And finally, the back-to-school haul, which really turned out a little different than we thought it would. So let's just jump right in. The first one is Love and Hate. And there is probably this is the number one type of post out there, and it's primarily by students. And it's about two things. They love shopping for back-to-school, specifically clothing and they hate going back to school. So for example, um, here's, here's a post from Janet. I hate school, but I love back to school shopping. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. What age does this start at? Is this, we're talking uh, I know, 10, I 12 years old? Uh, probably the best question is at what point do parents actually give their kids a phone where they the can freedom. start doing this? <laughs> there's a lot of, from what I saw, there's a lot of high school, you know, high yeah. school students. Those are and I would even say junior high. Right. Is that my, what my it is? Daughter, my daughter's in junior high and I, it's, she very much would do something like this. Do you just hand the phone over and say, hey, you know, create your cart. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I would never yeah, give my kids the Yeah, here's the credit card. Yeah, well, that's true, too. Yeah, yeah it, it wouldn't turn out well. Um, so next, uh, next up is back to school, or I'm sorry, Jagger Wright says, back to school shopping is a love-hate relationship for me. I love getting new clothes, but then realize school is here. Something I can relate to. Uh, recalling my days of school oh yeah. yeah 
That was one of one of the joys. You know, you'd go and get new clothes, and then there'd be that week before school, and you're excited because you have it, but school hasn't started yet. I'm very embarrassed to admit that uh, that may have included Jenko jeans. <laughs> if anybody <laughs> remembers I had those, a few of those, I looked like a total idiot, <laughs> and nobody told me <laughs> until much later in life. So love nice. it. And uh, Sean Nama here on Twitter says, "At the mall for back to school." One, don't like school. Two, love shopping. So same sentiment that we're seeing across the others. Do kids still go to the malls? Is that a thing? Because we, we used to go to the mall every weekend. I don't know why we went, but well, we were I think there. Yeah. They're, they're hitting stores. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. five malls. below, you know, Forever 21 old new. If it happens to be at a mall, mm-hmm. sure. Got it. But I don't think it's limited to a mall. You know, the interesting thing is, is that's pretty straightforward and obvious. And, you know, we just wanted to include it just because um, it was a lot of the chatter out there. But what was interesting is you got $83 billion out there, and there's a lot of people trying to own that. You've got Target. You've got Office Depot. You've got Walmart. Everybody's trying to get an angle. And one angle that I found very interesting was Target and Office Depot were trying to own easy. Mm-hmm. And if you watched any TV during August, you probably saw the Target ad where this, a mother went in to try to wake up her son, hey, it's time to go to back to school shopping. And it was like one click, you chose a school, and then it was shipped to their house. Totally easy. Simple. And honestly, I thought this was great, so I tried to do it. (laughs) And what I found out is it didn't work. It's not that easy. (laughs) Well, it didn't work, not because Target didn't have it set up. Um, My daughter's school didn't comply. So I asked my wife about it, and, and she said, well, the reality is, she doesn't get her list till the first day. And then every parent is going out. Scrambling. Oh, it, it's, it's like Black Friday, which gets us to our next theme. The chaos. It's um, stress, chaos, and Black Friday comparison. And I love this one from um, Cat O'Keffe is, have you ever blacked out in the back to school aisle at Walmart and then wake up in your car <laughs> surrounded by office supplies you don't need? <laughs> I mean, it's really, um, it was an interesting take. Sounds like a nightmare. It's easy to happen. Those little bins are everywhere. It's all less than a dollar or give take, right? I mean, it's well, not hard to end up with some extra stuff. Well, the impulse stuff is it's in, you know, it's when everybody goes at once. My wife gave me a list. We're together. And she said, we're just going to get what's on this list. And she sent me off to go find half of it. I didn't come back with half. <laughs> I came back with <laughs> a pony folder, which we didn't need. But... I mean, I wanted to have fun with it. <laughs> I'm not going there just to buy six things on yeah, the list. You and my wife would be interesting shopping together. Well, I get distracted very easily. It's not what you need. It's what you want. <laughs> and then there's the, the take from the other side of things. This is a Ozzy Day Bordelli. Whatever you do today, stay away from Walmart. I came here for one thing, and it's absolute chaos. I guess these kids go back to school tomorrow, and none of these parents were aware, so everybody is up here fighting for crayons and shit. (laughs) 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 This is what I imagine what it's like to be, I don't remember, but if you don't have kids and you're walking by that section of the store when you first walk in. Which is usually right up front when you walk in. They're just looking at it going like, I'm so glad that isn't me. And I feel bad for the people that work there, too, because these areas just get destroyed. Oh, it's terrible. It's funny you bring that up, Steve, because if you looked on Instagram, you would see these aisles and it looked like somebody blew them up. It's like, you know. <laughs> no regard for the people. Oh, if you get a chance, search back to school in, um, you know, in yeah. Instagram and just check out some of those pictures. Mm. Well, I saw one of the employees at Walmart, and I don't fault them for this at all, just kind of giving up and sort of just kicking the things to the side just to clear <laughs> a way for people to walk through. <laughs> 
Uh, it, actually, yeah, we have a we have a tweet here from Angela Runsnack. So she says, and I think here she actually works at one of these stores. So everyone complains about working retail on Black Friday, but nothing prepares you for the chaos that is back to school season. So to to her point about, oh, I can only imagine, and especially imagine if you're a parent and you walk in, and you have a list. You have to fulfill the list. And they're out of items on your list. Mm-hmm. Would Panic. you want to be the employee? No. Do you got more in back? Do you got more in back? A lot of angry moms. Oh, a lot of, and you don't want to go, well, except for maybe your wife, Steve, but mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to go to more than one store. They just want to get it done. Right. I wonder if there's an opportunity for, I didn't see any brands owning any conversation around this, right? The chaos, like in the, in the, in the employee level thing, right? It's just, it's like they're out there by themselves kind of drowning. Well, last year, this year I agree with you. Last year Walgreens did something where they were trying to go after Office Depot, and they did radio ads around um, how cavernous it is to go into like an Office mm. Depot and, and you got, where you just go in Walgreens, this one aisle. The only question a lot of people probably have is, do you have everything I need because mm-hmm. I don't want to make a second trip. Yeah, I'm thinking it's not going to be there. Yeah. You don't have a back you, room. You just don't have a faithful <laughs> pharmacy for back to school? Yeah, no. So moving on to, um, we're going to call this the hall, the supplies hall. Um, this sort of, we, we had a hypothesis when we were looking at these, and, then, and it's based on grocery shopping. In grocery shopping, if you go in and Google um, grocery hall and look or at my it, grocery, my or grocery my grocery hall yeah, and yeah. look at um, images slash videos, you'll see a lot of people posting and unbagging their haul and their deals. Every we, day. Yeah, we wondered if, well, did this occur also in back to school? It, there's a smattering out there. I mean, it dominates grocery. We found very few posts that did this. And usually it was somebody who went out there and just talked about their score and they talked about that. It usually was associated with multiple stores, often a dollar store of some sort. Well, yeah, a lot of them felt fake too. They felt a little contrived. Like you know? forced? Yeah, just a little forced. I don't, I don't know what it was, whether someone was stimulating it or not, but it was a. Uh, it felt a really hard influencer to me. Well, it's hard influencer. And the other thing you got to wonder, and we were talking about this the other day as we put this together for the show, it's um, it, when you buy school supplies, you buy them once a year. So if you're a deal seeker, you don't really have a you know, pricing sense necessarily unless you go to multiple stores to really figure out what people are charging for different things. So you have this, and imagine the tension of the deal seeker who wants to save money because who the hell wants to spend a lot of money on back to school supplies, and then this sort of mission shopper mm-hmm. who wants to get it in and get out and just get flipping done. Steve, what did you do with all of your school supplies? <laughs> it's actually been a few years, so. No, we have a closet at the office that I get all my supplies from, and it's always well stocked, so thank you, Rebuild. Um, when we're looking at the hall, the, the thing that actually was phenomenally, this was somewhat of a surprise, is the back-to-school clothing haul. And it's very much, we're talking about, is very much um, young, young females doing their clothing take on video, very much like a, a vlog. Or and we're, not, we're not talking, you know, a thousand views here. We're talking tens, tens of thousands, thousands of views on know, these things. Over hundreds of videos. Yeah, I mean, these are, these are influencers, so a lot of people, a lot of high schoolers, tune into YouTube each day and want to get the takes of some of these young folks that do a lot more shopping than, than most of us and to see, you know, where can they get deals? What are they getting? What are the new trends? And they get views. And, and this is, we, we looked through some of these, not in a creepy sort of way, but um, 
it just sort of looked at them to see was there a brand in here are we saying it really a lot of this was just organic there wasn't this was not brand supported no and, and they have channels that are bigger than than their hall of clothes right, right. These, these are well-established you know blo uh, video bloggers and it makes you wonder though it's like is if even if they didn't get in the influencer strategy is this a way to approach clothing marketing mm -hmm. for back to school that and it's really it's really fascinating how these are done and um, really looking at is this a different method in which to advertise? And then, of course, there's people who think just the, the opposite of what you're saying, like this person, Lethargic, tweets, there's a special place in hell for YouTubers who don't go to school but still do back-to-school haul videos. <laughs> totally. <It's> so <laughs> true. They make bank. I mean, yeah. this is not about back-to-school hauls. You know, there weren't any brands that really stood out from back-to-school. I mean, was certainly you saw your Office Depot, you saw your Target. I'm wondering from you guys, is there anything that you would qualify as feed worthy? I don't think it's worthy or worthless. I just think it was absent. Yeah, most, mostly opportunity that was uh, maybe missed it, from a conversation standpoint. $83 billion and you really didn't see any brand out there it's creating conversations. Me. I yeah. thought Target might with the easy, Yeah. Um, but it was non-existent. And part of that may be the fault of the fact that um, the schools didn't comply, but something else is like, well, if I did it that easy, why am I going to tweet about it? That's just a extra effort. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see much out there either. I uh, did get a couple emails from some of the retailers, you know, email marketing, but it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. There wasn't any kind of catch to it. It was uh, just, hey, it's back to school. Nothing yeah. special. Yeah. So we all agree. It's, it's hard to have an opinion on this one that isn't different. <laughs> well, speed indifference. Speed indifference. <laughs> so let's jump into seasonal crave. Um, my wife, actually, about midway through August, started talking about when is the pumpkin spice latte coming out. And it's all over the news and stuff like that. So we took a look at three products. Um, Starbucks pumpkin spice latte, Oktoberfest, and Halloween Oreos. Have you guys... I love all of those. Have, you, yes, have you tried any? Have you gotten to the season yet with any of those three? Check, 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 I guess. No, we have not bought them, but we like, we've definitely been having oh, we had a, we had a, we had a. My wife is in latte overload, mm -hmm. and we had a throwdown on Halloween Oreos about a week ago <laughs> because there wasn't enough to go around. <laughs> so let's jump into some of the themes. There's three themes out of the seasonal pairing, binging, and then get your paws off my Halloween Oreos, which is self-explanatory, but there were some hysterical tweets. <laughs> so the first one is seasonal pairings, and this is where – you had the Oktoberfest, you had the pumpkin spice latte, a lot of people, latte, a lot of people combined them together. For example, um, Charles, Mar Charles Marlowe um, tweets, Sam Adams Oktoberfest is the pumpkin spice latte for men. Hmm. Pretty much. I enjoy both, is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> well, you uh, can read the next tweet. DD yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tweets, you say pumpkin spice, I say Adam Sam Adams Oktoberfest. It's so good. And uh, Deshaun Cornette here says, there's two types of girls in this world, pumpkin spice latte girls and Oktoberfest girls. Uh, hard delineation here. I, I, well, can't we all uh, just enjoy everything? I feel like they're blending a bit together at this point because they're both so good. Yeah. And we've had them for a few years now, so. Yeah. Well, the next one is binging. And um, really, this is dealing more with the Orioles. We saw, surprisingly, we expected to see Oktoberfest. We expected to see the pumpkin spice latte. We did not expect to see the Halloween Oreo overload mm -hmm. um, in the Twitterverse. And um, Adalis Concepcion, 
I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, tweets, I just ate a whole container of Halloween Oreos for lunch by, uh, because nutrition is really important. <laughs> <laughs> Get in my belly! Another one is uh, Joey Shoot Trash. Just ate half the package of family-sized Halloween Oreos. Wow. Yeah. We've all had those nights. Stomach ache. One strip, maybe two. Like Shalice here. She's also on Twitter. In case you want to know how my health healthy diet was going, I ate so many Halloween Oreos today, I feel physically and emotionally ill. That's funny. So the funny part is that you had the people binging. Then you had the people who basically get your paws off my Halloween Oreos. And um, there was a... Um, a, an interesting um, post on Instagram, which literally had a black cat with her paws on the Oreos and basically stay away. Um, Al actually tweeted out, my family ate my entire roll of, my family ate an entire roll of my Halloween Oreos. I have been betrayed, all in caps. I wonder how, how many packages that get purchased. Is it spontaneous when you're in the store? And that person who's buying them is thinking, I'm gonna eat these. <laughs> well, you, you think they are, and that's that's what happened in our house. It's like, and then somebody started binging. It's not about anybody else. When no. those get purchased, no. it's about the person buying those, right? Uh, another another twi- uh, tweet is from Alexandra. Whoever broke into my Halloween, Halloween Oreos and ate one, ha- or one Sorry, let's, let's try that again, huh? <laughs> Whoever broke into my Halloween Oreos and ate one half of four Oreos, one half of four Oreos? <laughs> Leaving them with exposed cream. Oh, you are evil. That is pretty evil. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of someone doing that. It's hilarious. Here's one, too, that I can relate to this one. My dad ate a whole package of Halloween Oreos in one sitting. Who's the real MVP? Nice. <laughs> so, is it dads out there? Like, yeah, I feel like, I mean. Uh, late night snack? <laughs> <laughs> You know, if, if you take a look at this category, you could argue all three products are feed-worthy. There's this general anticipation and excitement yeah. we saw online. Well, Pumpkin, Pumpkin Slice Latte has its own Twitter handle now, right? Oh, so yeah. clearly Starbucks is pretty invested in this. Well, all three do. Um, Sam Adams Oktoberfest is like mm-hmm. really sort of like in the spring with Bell's Oberon around here in Michigan. Yeah. It's very big. So I would argue they're all – the surprising one to me was the Orioles, but they're all feed-worthy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the they're doing a great job. There's conversations around all of these that we've found, and people still, you know, wait for these all these products to come out. So definitely. I think Oktoberfest might be the one that's in trouble, just due to the the competition from everybody who has some version of an Oktoberfest. And Sam Adams, you know, I'm not going out buying Sam Adams yeah. myself, but you know, I'm going looking for something different every year. But right. I'm, hunt, I'm I'm hunting down new things. It, it's it's your safe beer that lives between your Budweiser and your craft beer. Yet, with a Starbucks, if we're walking through the mall, we don't drink lattes all that often. You know, if we're walking by, even my wife, who never has anything from there, will go, hey, uh, aren't you going to get one of those uh, pumpkin spice things? You know, it's a, it's a good point, because I do think um, Starbucks does own that. Yeah, who's going to compete with that? And Sam Adams doesn't necessarily own Oktoberfest, but they are the leader in, in the category or for that, that type of beer. Yeah, I think it's just not as well associated with the brand, maybe as it is with the seasonal beer name. Agree. Yeah, I, I um, just on a last point here too. I'd say you know we looked for some new entrants to the category. I'm really curious to see what seasonal products we're gonna we'll see pop up. No doubt there'll be more in the future. Uh, if if you guys out there have seen any products pop up, let us know. We'd love to we'd love to see uh, if there's any that we missed. Right. So let's go from the crave to the absurd. <laughs> um, many of you probably are unaware of this. Some of you might be. As KFC did a promotion recently that um, they wanted to celebrate um, the Colonel's 128th birthday. He is dead, but they want to celebrate it nonetheless. 
and um, they offered eleven thousand dollars to the first person or to someone who actually named their child Harlan that was born on September 9th. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> Got a hard you've, time with this one. You've got to see happen. this graphic. We'll put it up in the blog post. We'll put a link in the in the podcast description. But the <laughs> someone mocked up the colonel on a baby face. It's oh, it's a three month old <laughs> with the colonel perfectly mocked up with the hair and everything. And this is where you go from absurd to creepy. <laughs> yes. Um, long story short, uh, it was pretty much crickets. I mean, we had to go all the way through Reddit just to find mentions of this thing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even there, people are pretty much dismissing this as, you know, insulting or at least laughable uh, at the best. Well, and they were actually talking about um, on Reddit, which is interesting, just, well, can you change the name and stuff like <laughs> right. that. The reality is, is that it looks like they sort of own the image of your child in perpetuity and they could keep using it. And I'm no lawyer, but... It, it's it's actually hysterical that people looked into this that much. Well, we had to go as far as looking. All, we we had to go looking for the answer because right. what is it now? You know, it's a week later and <laughs> not, no one's done can't, it. Can't find it on their website, so <laughs> I'm sure there'll be an announcement eventually. Sounds like it may have just been a bad. Uh, maybe a, someone from the press uh, press department took it a little too far. So just to wrap up, uh, I think on the Harlan thing. Well, there's one tweet we got to read though. Oh, what do we got? Yeah, so, so let's see. There's a random nonsense generator. So they say, KFC will pay you to name your baby Harland. Damn. We had our heart set on naming our daughter Hamburglar. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> and, and just sort of like a Twitter fun fact on this is that during this time period, there was actually more posts about um, the colonel um, turning 65 when he actually started KFC than anything to do with this promotion. Which is probably the most talked about fact with KFC that you hear every year in some different way. Right. I mean, so worthy or worthless, um, from my take, worthless. Not totally worthless. Same. And almost insulting to some degree. <laughs> A little part of me with kids is like, I'm, they're doing I'm some insulted. They're doing some wacky stuff. I don't think that this one really resonated, so sorry, KFC. Yeah. You're fun worthless. for a lot of other reasons. But. Last but not least is probably the social bomb um, of the week is the Kaepernick Nike stuff. Um, everybody probably listening to this has heard it, read it, part of it. The interesting thing is um, a few stats before we really talk about some of the social themes. In less than 24 hours, the, Nike actually received 43 million in earned media, which right. is astounding. You, could, you couldn't avoid this, right? It was, no. There was no way to avoid this It was everywhere. I mean, obviously the president was weighing in on it. Everybody had an opinion, it seemed like. Yeah, you couldn't actually, I mean, you couldn't avoid it and you couldn't get away from it. If you were online <laughs> in these two days or even longer, it seemed it was always just popping back up. Well, that's oh, part yeah. of the brilliance of it, right? It was propelled by the by people beyond what it was. Absolutely. Totally agree. So another thing, too, since launch, a 31% increase in sales. That's astounding. You think this was calculated or what? <laughs> I, I don't I care don't if it was or not. I mean, that's... It it's worked. working. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. 31% increase. And then lastly, you know, they it had a big effect on the stock price too. So the stock jumped uh, up to 83 and that's the highest that they had been. Uh, is it all time high? I believe yeah. this is all it time, is the all time high. high. Yeah. Well, the funny part is the first day it actually, it dove down to like 79, 78 and everybody goes, oh, look, Nike screwed up. I don't. <laughs> and then boom. Look. And this is a lot of, if you were reading a lot of the tweets or media, Nike is very calculated in what they do. This was not something that they said, let's just throw something out there and just be a 
create conversations. Yeah, while they don't own the league, they certainly own the viewers, especially when it comes to people under 35 years old. Right, and so they thought through this and they thought about, I mean, here, here's an interesting take on this is that um, you can't, as a brand, you can't say you're cool. You can't. Never. So, I, you know, twisting this a little bit, what's funny is that if the parent, we'll just call the parent the president for the sake of argument right now, is lambasting you, honestly, a lot of people will go, well, then Nike must be cool if they're, anti, if they're viewing the world from an anti-establishment lens. Again, yeah. I, that's sort of an interesting take, thinking about what happened here. So the one, the one study that I saw from Apex was that they, 36% of the consumers surveyed that were Nike consumers agreed with uh, Kaepernick's moral stance, right? Yeah. But the interesting thing was 51% just agreed that a brand who has a moral stance is more important. So more people just care that they have a stance versus what it is. To your point, the authenticity of a brand who really does have a belief and acts on it is more important than the specific act itself. And especially in today's world, it, it, it's politically, people are fleeing. If any, any one of their spokespeople gets in, in a lick of trouble or takes a provocative stance, many brands ditch them on the spot and don't even think about it. Yeah, but look at, I mean, Nike's had Kaepernick on their payroll since 2010. Well, even look at the Kobe Bryant stuff that they right. did. I mean, he was um, out there, obviously. Early early big, 90s, big trouble. Oh, it, yeah. It, it's big trouble. Well, instead, like everybody dumped Kobe, but Nike actually did an in-depth study and really saw it doesn't make sense. And they ended up keeping him on, mm -hmm. which today. gives you some of the calculated nature of Nike that I think um, is a part of what we're we're seeing right now yeah i think you know when when you look at just the politics and the news cycle and all these conversations on social in 2018 it's it's almost inevitable that brands have to take a stance because there's so much being talked about about all these social issues and it's really actually hard for a brand to ignore some of it these days so and if it, it's risky but in nike's case i think it's a calculator risk worth taking yeah so, you know, the themes we looked at were really interesting because there's some obvious stuff out there. But ironically, it was hard to discern the real tweets from the fake news. There was a lot of stuff circulating out there that looked real. Oh, yeah. If you're, every, you know, if you're looking up these images of, of reportedly Nike saying, here's how to, you know, if you're going to burn your shoes, burn, burn them properly. That's right. probably not real. So you have to go to factchecker.com, just like it was a political thing almost, to figure out that Nike actually put yeah. this out. Well, right. that's what I was having trouble with. I mean, I'm following some of the tweets and all that, but it's like, it's hard to see how widespread is this? Is this just a few people that burn their shoes and they're being amplified or are a lot of people doing this? Well, there was even an association with Ford in there. Right. That we go, is this yeah, real? And we looked that. it up and it turned out that was fake. I've only done fact checker three times in my life and two of them were political based. This was the third time. This was the third time. <laughs> well, the three themes, um, Steve alluded to the first one is the burn. And there's different takes on the burn, which we'll go through some um, some of those. The donate and um, really some memes that just is is sort of like once this settled between the conflict, the memes exploded. Oh, it was total proliferation of this at the user's hands. So as far as the burn goes, um, again, we looked at both sides of this. We're not trying to take sides, uh, um, you know, really. But how do people respond? And so. One of them from Heather R. Higgins was, what if a clever idea starts, what if this clever idea starts a trend? Philip Shirley, 48, tells me, just returned a pair of Nikes to the store and I complain they hurt my feet when I stand up, when I stand for the national anthem. Wonder if that clerk, wonder mm -hmm. what that clerk replied. 
I mean, okay, get it. Interesting. I yeah. would wonder how the clerk replied too if somebody actually did that. There's another one from uh, uh, at level seven. Hello, Twitter. I'm collecting 100 pairs of Nike shoes to start a bonfire. Shoes must be new, size 12. They burn faster, in parentheses. Jordans are also accepted. DM for shipping details. Thank you. Hashtag Nike. Love that. Got. People yeah. just being like, That's, hey, if you don't want your shoes, I'll take them. Right. When I saw Desperate Please, this one I thought was especially clever. Yeah, Rick Smith uh, comments on the boycott too. And, you know, he brings up a great point. You're not boycotting Nike if you burn your shoes. You already bought them, so it's not boycotting them. And you may be helping the economy because now you don't have shoes. And just the inverse of this, I mean, we saw tweets of people saying, I, I'm now going out to buy a pair today. Right. I'm yeah. in the store, it was, saw a lot and of I'm buying. <laughs> on yeah. Instagram especially, you saw visuals of people who, who just bought Nike apparel, apparel or shoes. And how is it? how hard is it as a marketer to get something like that talked about, right? How to be in the middle of a purchase to be bragging about it. Well, that, a, that's what you're trying to do. Further, it's a statement purchase, right? It, yeah, we, yeah, we mentioned that too. Yeah, exactly. So when you're wearing Nike now in the days and the weeks leading after here, you can, if you have a Nike swoosh t-shirt, you can proudly wear it and, yep. you know, subtly make that statement. Oh, heard this this morning. It's pretty funny. It's you want to talk about statement apparel. Um, they were talking about on Tuesday after that Lions debacle Monday night. Um, <laughs> on bad. Monday, everybody was wearing Lions apparel. And somebody mentioned they saw only one person at the gym wearing Lions apparel. <laughs> and it's a dude, that's a bold move. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, about to burn a, my, <laughs> my Stafford jersey after that one. Um, on to the next theme, um, the donate. And this is where people were, um, whether people were serious about burning or not was sort of immaterial. They were taking them seriously. So people were responding of, instead of, you know, instead of burning, donate them. For example, Jose Mar uh, Marcato says, enough is enough. I'm starting a big bonfire to burn all the Nike products. If anyone wants to burn their shit, send them my way, size nine shoes and the medium clothes only. It's like, basically, if you're gonna burn it, give it to me, I'll burn it, wink, wink. Yeah, right, he's gonna donate. Another one from Lauren Hogg. Hey, I've got an idea. What if instead of wastefully burning your Nikes, you donate them to homeless veterans? So sneaking in a you know uh, a political twist too. Yeah, Ryan Otalo, same thought here. People burning their Nikes over Colin Kaepernick endorsement deal are fools. Not necessarily because of their political views, but because they're missing out on an opportunity to help others. Donate to Goodwill. So it's all good. Um, really wonder how many people actually did burn them. Yeah, I don't. It wasn't the highest frequency, but it was certainly the stimulator of conversation. And even a few, right? It didn't take much. There was or, a couple or, of iconic posts where right. someone cut the, the Nike swoosh off the top of their socks. Yeah, um, you know, a couple of people who would be considered influencers in you know within the broadcast or uh, NFL community. Um, the the really cool part about the trend that we saw though is when three to five days it went from serious to silly, mm -hmm. yeah. and the memes exploded. Um, we looked at a lot of different memes here. One, um, I, there's this one I'm looking at of a cat um, just staring at the camera. Believe in something, even if it means pooping on the floor. Just do it. With a little, instead of the yeah. swoosh, it's got a little paw next to the just do it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, if, and if you haven't seen these, they, they basically mock up that black and white, now iconic image of Kaepernick that, that was originally tweeted with um, a little bit of text over, over the face of, of someone. And another one, if you're a, a movie fan, there's Thanos. Uh, in, in the background, and it says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing half of everything. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> and there, we also have one of uh, Jake Cutler here. Don't care, even if it means not caring about anything. 
Just do it. Or don't. I don't care. <laughs> and of course, one. he's smoking a They've like, you know, photoshopped a cigarette in oh, his yeah. mouth in the field. Perfect for Cutler. Like, it's a classic picture of him. We, have, we need to laugh about football, at the very least. Oh, God. <laughs> and just a note about this, too. I mean, this is, this is gold for, I think, for any brand uh, advertiser. Giphy, the, the, you know, the famous uh, GIF site has been trying to, to poach advertisers to go and put GIFs on there because they spread and people post them all the time. And so this was, I think, one of the first times in a while that we've seen a brand actually get parodied and memed. And ultimately, that's just how you get larger audiences out of something like this. At and, this level, certainly, oh, yeah. you know, in recent history. So, I mean, what what's the verdict on this one? I think we all are in agreement. I mean, this was this was huge right. for Nike. The political views aside, they they had a mission, right? And it was, I think, sales oriented, aligned with uh, positioning as a brand. And I think they succeeded at, at generating conversation. And ultimately, how can you argue with those numbers? Well, I, it's a feed plosion. Absolutely, uh, it, it's, a feed it's plosion. A, it's a feed plosion. I'm making up words. We need a no new sound, I think, for that. Let's <laughs> let's try it. <laughs> I agree with you, and actually what's interesting, it isn't just the conversations, which were immense. It, it, it's like they threw a social time bomb in the middle of the um, political discussion. Yep. And did it right at the beginning of the season with all this hype build up, even well, though viewership's down. season, midterm elections. Mm -hmm. um, was the timing calculated? Yeah. You better believe it. No doubt. Yeah, I think we're going to look at, back at this one as a case study for sure. And then the amazing part is it wasn't just a conversation. It resulted in sales. So we all agree. Yep. Well done, Nike. Feed yeah, worthy. Feed plosion. Feed plosion. So that brings us to the end of our second segment. Woo woo. We're very much looking forward to the, the next one, which is going to be, I have a feeling, a, a lot to do with football. Oh, it's going to be all football, baby. We're entering the tailgating season. Yeah. Campfires, bonfires, big TVs. Lots of advertisements. And plenty, plenty of advertisements and conversation about them. So we just want to thank everybody for listening. Really, we do appreciate thank you. it. Yeah, and thanks a lot. The feedback that people reached out and communicated to all of us individually, whether it was over email or text or, or on Twitter. And just as a reminder, uh, Steve, you're on you're on Twitter. Yeah, uh, you guys can catch me on Twitter at Steve Saint Germain. You can catch me um, on Twitter at, at egbo. And I'm on Twitter, Steve at Rebuild. And of course, you could always tweet the Rebuild Group page as well. And Steve will definitely get those messages. Yeah, and um, just lastly, everyone, like Steve said, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. Uh, you can find us pretty much where any good podcasts are found. So we're on Google, we're on Stitcher, we're on Anchor, uh, we're on Breaker, and um, you know, on Spotify, and we're working on iTunes. So uh, hang with us, and you'll catch us there soon. We appreciate you, and we're looking forward to the next one. Out. Thanks, everyone. See you.